um, 100 million, that's a lot. What were some of the strategies and the tips that that you put forth to rebuilding and coming back even stronger? Yeah, well, the first thing was to take stock in who I was and what I wanted to become by giving a meaning to the inflection points, the defining moment, the historical relevance of my own past, by giving a meaning to those things that are in alignment with the trajectory of where I thought I wanted to be. And so by taking stock in who I was and what I wanted to become, it allowed me to align the meaning of my past with where I wanted to be in the future, then create daily practices based off of taking stock in who I was, those values uh, that got me to where I was. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another impactful episode of the Determined Society. I have with me today a juggernaut of the industry, someone who has impacted my life on multiple levels, and I'm super excited to have him on as the bonus episode, the finale of the amazing 2022 that was the Determined Society podcast. Now, today I have with me a legendary sports executive, an entrepreneur, and investor. He co-founded Sports One Marketing and formerly served as the CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie, as we all know it, Jerry Maguire. He has been recognized by Variety Magazine as their Sports Humanitarian of the Year and awarded the Ellis Island Medal of Honor. He is also the executive producer of the Apple TV series, Two Minute Drill and Office Hours. His life mission is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. And let me be very clear about this gentleman. He gives value in everything that he does. And the most impressive thing that I've learned about my guest today is that he is what he says he is. He is the only big person in this space that will text me personally to say, hey, I'm going to be in Orlando for a meetup. Why don't you come along, Sean? And the most important thing is the access to this man is undeniable. Every Friday, he provides a free training for the people that want to grow as entrepreneurs and individuals. I have with me today the ever so handsome, successful, gracious David Meltzer. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks so much, Sean, for having me. I am determined to finish the year strong here with you. So thanks for having me. Man, I'm I'm jacked up, dude. We've been connected for quite some time. And, uh, you know, one of these days I'll make it to one of your meetups and we'll get to meet in person and make Craig Siegel jealous of all the handsomeness in one picture. <laughs> that sounds very Craig Siegel-like. And yeah. what an honor it is. So I'm excited. Absolutely. So, you know, your story really fascinates me. Um you know, I'll get to who you are as a person, you know, a little bit later because it's tremendous. Uh, the thing that really impresses me most is you've been very open about losing a hundred million dollars um, in the crash. While a lot of people lost a lot of different things, right? And for somebody like you, a um, hundred million, that's a lot. What were some of the strategies and the tips that, that you put forth to rebuilding and coming back even stronger? Yeah, well, the first thing was to take stock in who I was and what I wanted to become 
by giving a meaning to the inflection points, the defining moment, the historical relevance of my own past, by giving a meaning to those things that are in alignment with the trajectory of where I thought I wanted to be. And so by taking stock in who I was and what I wanted to become, it allowed me to align the meaning of my past with where I wanted to be in the future, then create daily practices based off of taking stock in who I was, those values uh, that got me to where I was of gratitude that gave me the perspective of an infinite, unlimited potential, forgiveness that gave me ease and peace in order to effectuate less resistance in my journey, accountability, which gave me actual control, counterintuitive as it may seem, to participate in a perception of where I wanted to be or thought I wanted to be, and then finally reestablish my inspiration. Uh, and that's the major shift in the paradigm uh, to allow me to live in radical humility, where no longer was I in search of what I already had, more happiness, more health, more wealth, more worthiness, but instead I am. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. What was I doing to interfere with it? And this paradigm shift allowed me to utilize the intellectual development that I had, the intuitive development, as well as the inspiration that was derived from something bigger than me, something bigger than me that loved me more than my mom. So no longer was I living in ignorant arrogance that I knew I didn't know what I didn't know, but pretended like I did because I was financially successful, but instead I was going to continue my journey towards what I thought I wanted in complete ignorant humility, knowing I didn't know what I didn't know and asking for help. I think that's super important because there's a lot of people that go through life and they, they, they get on this massive trajectory towards success and then somehow drop off maybe to external forces or something that they've created in their own daily practices or their business that torpedoes them. A lot of them on the comeback don't take the opportunity to one, you know, find forgiveness, um, humility, right? And to find that inspiration again. What was it about you that was able to make that paradigm shift Whereas some people just stick in the, well, I've done this, I've done that, and I am who I am. And because um, I, I, I think your perspective in your paradigm is, is much more useful than the other. You know, it's really simple, to be honest. It was through the process of the past, present, and future, through the understanding and meaning of finding light, love, and lessons in this paradigm shift. You see, remember, if you believe there's something bigger than you that loves you more than your mom... There is no pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes. There's just protection and promotion. Mm. And so by seeking the light, the love, and the lessons and utilizing those values, the daily practices, and understanding the infinite nature of abundance, I was able to effectuate a different mindset, a different heart set, and a different handset in order to get to where I thought I wanted to be. In essence, when you live in radical humility, you're seeking help and seeking knowledge. You're utilizing kindness as your superpower, not the ego-based necessity to be right or offended or separate or inferior or superior that drives most people. So uh, understanding and utilizing this paradigm shift was what made it 
necessary and capable for me to continue to improve. The, the one biggest epiphany that I've had looking back is that everyone gets caught up into attachment of outcomes. And the mm. reason is, is they don't understand the aggregate behavior uh, in the aggregation of behavior. And I have simplified this now over 16 years of being back to having more money, helping more people and having more fun than I ever have in my life. And the real truth is, is that we need faith as well as access in order to figure out our behaviors. And what do I mean by that? Is that when we behave in a certain way, we expect instant results. And more than ever, we expect instant results. And the younger we are, the more instant <laughs> we expect instant True. results. And so there's a huge danger in this. And this was the epiphany that helped paradigm shift uh, for me. And it was that, okay, if I do good behaviors, good behaviors aggregate and compound, just like interest, as Einstein, the rule of 72 applies, all of it applies to behavior. And if I expect instant results from good behavior, my human capability is not aware of seeing the instant result. And because there is an instant result, could good behavior. And that is progress in a good direction. There is instant result to bad behavior, progress in a bad direction. The problem that I have found, this great simple epiphany, is that the human capability does not allow us to be aware of instant progress. So what happens? We have good behavior, we, we can't be aware, we're physically, we literally, human beings do not have the capability of seeing instant progress. So because we expect an instant result, we go ahead and most of the time without faith and access, most people quit good behaviors because they never get to a point with it where they see or are capable of seeing result. And here's the bigger danger. And this is why I lost everything. Bad behavior, we can't see instant results the same way as good behavior. And so what do we do? We continue the bad behavior because we think it's having no effect or impact on us. It is a duality, a paradigm that is aggregate in its impact. And it happens to 100% of the people who don't have faith. There's something bigger than them prog progressing and protecting and promoting them. So they don't have faith that the good behavior is going to pay off because they don't see anything or aren't capable of seeing it. I mean, so many mic drops on minute seven through eight right there is here's what stuck out to me is the inability to see the immediate result, which is the progress. I can rewind back when I started this podcast two years ago. Uh, I did it. I started in my VW Atlas. And for those of you that don't know what that is, that are listening, it is a damn SUV. I started my podcast in an SUV and I'd record episodes after a workout where something would come into my mind and I would vent. Then it was, you know, a computer with a sign. Ooh, big deal. And I'm, I'm making moves. And then it was a microphone, a 4k camera and really cool guests and a lit up sign behind me. I'm on vacation right now. So this is a, this is the coolest backdrop I could find. Um, and, and what in the actual moment, and this is what I want the listeners to really take out of it is I don't see the progress. I don't see things because I'm, I wasn't open or available to see them. But then I look back on the year that I had on my show. It went from no one known who that 
what the heck it was to top 5% globally. And we're on this trajectory because we're having great conversations. We're having the right people on the show that care about people. And when we can detach ourselves from that actual result, and as our buddy likes to say, uh, marry the process, divorce the result, we grow exponentially. And it's amazing. But the biggest thing is, is having the faith that something bigger than you, as you would say, that loves you more than your mother. For me, it's God, right? To, to know that he's got me. And to know that if I just do the good things, I'm a good person in my marriage. I treat my children well. I treat people that I don't even know with love and care. That I'm going to make an immediate impact in my life. And but most importantly, by making that impact in others. And everything that I see from you, David, is impacting others first. Let's talk about, you know, the mission of helping one billion people be happy. When I see that from you, it's, it's an astonish, it's astonishingly believable, right? And, and, and it's because of who you are. So talk to my audience a little bit about that. Sure. So first of all, it's over a billion people. I don't believe ever in limiting ourselves. So I want to remind people if you have certain New Year's resolutions or you have daily practices like me, I never limit myself. I don't on my age, on my health, especially how many people I can impact. So it's over a billion people. And, you know, what I've learned in my 54 year journey is how to teach people to create abundance, uh, how to not only teach people to appreciate, add value to what they have, but acknowledge it under a certain definition of acknowledgement. Acknowledgement means to acquire the knowledge of what we have. And the only way to acquire the knowledge, to learn the lessons, find the light and, and accelerate who we are is to not have it anymore. And most people, the easiest way not to have something anymore is to give it away. But we also can lose it, have it cheated from us, manipulated, uh, all those ways we don't have it anymore. And we can still acquire the knowledge of what we had when we lose something or it's stolen from us. And in fact, there may be some different lessons inherent in the acknowledgement, but where most people fall down, and this is where I see a distinction between influencers spreading the flu, spreading dis-ease, spreading interference between us and God as, as you define it, in comparison to the influencers that understand not only do I appreciate what I have, not only do I acknowledge it, acquiring the knowledge by giving away, having it be lost, stolen, manipulated from me, and finding the light, the love, and the lessons under the guise of protection and promotion. But I have such faith in God that I know there's more than enough of everything for every need, that God itself is infinite or source or whatever you want to define it. Therefore, I know that when I ask for more to fill my bigger vessel, when I ask for help, when I ask to help other people, when I ask, it is not a zero-sum game where I'm taking away. There is not winners and losers. There's only value add because the universe is expanding, growing, and accelerating. And I want to participate in the expansion, the growth, and the acceleration, just like your podcast has, just like my brand has, and just like my mission to help people learn abundance, help people make more money help people have more fun, help people help more people. And unless you understand the idea of being an influencer like Sean and I are, 
in the flow of appreciation, adding value to everything that we can, acknowledging it by giving it away, having it be lost, stolen, and manipulated from us, and finding the light, the love, and the lessons, to then ask for even more, ask bigger, get rid of the limitations that we put on ourselves, saying, I'm going to empower a billion people. No, I'm not. I'm going to power over a billion people by finding a thousand people like Sean and Craig Siegel, who will empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people by teaching people how to live in abundance, how to make more money, help more people and have more fun living in a value add world, not a zero sum game with trades and negotiations and manipulations, but abundance. I'm, I'm blown away, you know, because I have never heard influencer versus influencer. And it is not an accident that it happened today and coming out of coming out of your mouth. And it's true. I truly believe I give weight. People say you give way too much. Well, I was like, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. If there's somebody that needs my help that can't afford my help or just isn't the position, I'm going to give them whatever I can for free because that is my purpose. I am here and I, I went on this journey to impact people not to make millions of dollars. And if that happens, great. But the big thing here for me is to help people feel better, do better, and be more. And if that helps somebody, then I'm, that's, that's my, that's my currency, you know? And, and, and there's a lot of individuals out there that don't feel that same way. Let me ask you this question. Have you always been like that? No, I love that question because it's part of the essence in understanding this whole idea. The essence is your skills, your knowledge, and your desire. And I have evolved in all three. I've evolved my skills. I've evolved my knowledge and I've evolved my desire. And so because I believe that happiness, joy, fulfillment, passion, purpose, and even profitability is derived as you know from me and Craig, because I have pushed this on him from the day I started mentoring him, consistent enjoyment of the persistent without quit, pursuit of your potential. See, one of the other new quantitative uh, epiphanies that I've had that has allowed me to help simplify things for people is that your skills and knowledge, Sean, are your basement according to your pursuit. So there's certain things that we have higher basements at. For example, I'm really good at math. I have a genetic and an energetic inheritance of math. I got a perfect score on the SAT. And I wish uh, that I had that type of skill in football, for example. But my basement's way lower. I had to work 100 to 1,000 times harder on football just to be an average college football player compared to in math. I was a superior math student in college. And I barely spent any time in pursuit of my potential in math. And so what I'm trying to say is that we get a freedom of picking our potential pursuits because the pursuit creates the enjoyment, not the happiness itself. So Chris Gardner, who's a friend of mine who wrote the book Pursuit of Happiness, who was in the movie Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith, you know, he had it wrong. There's no pursuit of happiness. Happiness is the pursuit. So pick your pursuit. Understand your basement where you're starting out with the genetic and energetic inheritance of your skills and your knowledge. And then the real enjoyment comes 
from the delta from your basement to how high you achieved. So why do I get so much enjoyment from playing football? Because I had a really, really low basement where everyone laughed at me, scoffed at me, and made fun of me for wanting to play it. And my delta may be bigger than a lot of NFL superstars. They just had a much higher basement than I had. And so what my goal objective is, is to enjoy that delta, you know, and pick the pursuits that I'm passionate about that I naturally may have an attraction to, and then utilize that in order to pursue my potential within that accordance without attaching my emotions to judgments, conditions, or outcome, and not care that people make fun of me, scoffed at me, and still do because I was a Division three average football player, and I surrounded myself with the greatest football players on earth who would look at me and and giggle and laugh when I said I played college football or even played football. (laughs) But in my heart, I had so much joy because I knew my delta was so big. And if I could apply that delta philosophy to business or to philanthropic behavior or to family pursuits, look out world, because I have a much higher basement when it came to those things. So impactful because uh, you and I are the complete opposite on that scale. Like for me, it was, I played division one baseball at Louisiana state university back in the heyday math. I had to change my major because I couldn't pass it. So, I mean, you know, my basement was very low for math. Guys like you were friends of mine. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, Hey David, come sit next to me, but listen, in respect for time, I want to land the plane here. I want my audience to support you and I want to be one of the vessels to help you impact over a billion people. You do a free training every Friday, and I want you to tell my audience about that and real quickly so that way they can connect with you, get on your trainings, and learn how they can uh, get more from David Meltzer. Well, I appreciate it. I'm an adolescent in here, too. One of my favorite movies that you may have seen had Robin Williams, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. It was called Goodwill Hunting. And a very impactful scene was when Will, who was a genius, said to the Harvard arrogant guy, Hey, you know, as you're spewing superfluous BF to me, you know, you'll get old enough Sunday to realize you could have gotten that for free at the public library for $5 and late charges. And when you talk about you give as much as you can for free, and I do the same thing, I've given free trainings for over 23 years. And some of those trainings I've been paid six figures for with major corporations, exact same trainings. But just like going to Harvard, when people pay me to do something, there's a different type of access that you get, more relationship capital, but I wanna give everything I can give for free. And I'm telling everybody right now that as you see, and I have a wait list so long, blessed blessed wait list for people who wanna work one-on-one for me, which is the, the Harvard of coaching and mentoring, you get just as much with $5 of late charges for my free training. It's replays, it's free. So, Join me every Friday. The replays are free. They're all there. 23 years of content of dummy tax that you can save. And please join me. If you want a little more intimate setting, we have a group. You can email me for the group or we have a wait list for one-on-one. But please email me directly. I answer everything myself. David at dmeltzer.com. David at dmeltzer.com. If you forget my email, David at dmeltzer.com, Google my name. You will find my email. It's not very hard. Just get in contact with me. We have over 80,000 people. And we'll talk about aggregate effect. 
It started with two people in an office with Lee Steinberg teaching sales, and it's evolved to every type of training you can imagine. Be part of a huge community of people who want to help each other and know people who want to help each other. Email me, david at dmelter.com. And anyone in this community that wants one of my books for free, I will sign it. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for shipping. I'll send it to you. Anyone in your community at Determined Society, email me, david at dmelter.com. Sean, we got to do this more often. Let's do more content together. I'd love to work with you more. I love your mindset, your heart set, and your hand set. You are one of my 1,000. Well, listen, man, um, that last part just touched me. Let's set it up. Um, I'll contact your team and we can do a lot of fun stuff together. Uh, I just appreciate you so much, man. And you have a wonderful new year and we will chat soon. Thank you, buddy. All right, man. See you guys.